Hello, y'all, and welcome to Deck Diaries. I am your host and human, Tabitha, and I'm here to take you on a little stroll through my life's diary and the raw, unedited stories from others. Real stories, real humans, real healing, and a whole lot of fuckery all from the deck. Join me and my co-host Meg and other random guests throughout the week as we learn to unfilter our lives, love ourselves a little bit more, and be better humans. To stay up to date on what's coming up on deck, follow us on Instagram at Deck Diaries and on Facebook at, you guessed it, Deck Diaries. Now, kick off your shoes, relax with me, and welcome to the deck. Hello, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Deck Diaries. I am your host and human for the hour, as always, and Meg's in the house. Hello, Megan. Hello, everyone. How are you today, dear? Just fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) And tonight, I have a guest, uh, Barbie Johnson. Say hello, Barbie. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Barbie. So, Barbie and I don't, we don't know each other. We didn't. Until recently, Um, I followed her on social media because she's in a band. Tell us about your band. Oh, yeah. Sugar and Spice. We're an acoustic band. Um, I sing. I do not play any instruments because, yeah, I'm just not coordinated enough. (laughs) Um, But I have a pretty good voice, I think. So at least I've been told. What type of music do you do? Uh, Pretty much everything. Covers? Yeah. Any originals? I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> working on it. I We were just talking about that earlier. I uh, have some stuff that I've got, but just no music to it. Or I have music ideas, but I just don't have words to it yet. So Nice. All genres, all oh, decades. Yeah. yeah, like my style is more like pop, soul, uh-huh. kind of little R&B in there. But cool. I, it's pretty much everything. So, Are you guys local here? Yeah. Nice. Yep. We'll have to check you out. Come, come one, come all. Uh-huh. You know, I told her, I said, you know, I have to be honest, I've never heard you sing because I don't really go to the bars that much. Mm-hmm. So you got to go on I, Sundays. It's good. It's summer oh, now. Okay. So okay. we'll do it. It'll See, be and that's the during thing. the day. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is I'm more apt to go out if it's outside. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's an outside For event, sure. like I'm good. But being in the bars, meh. We did do, we, I was going to say last year, we did a couple like brunch uh, shows at I Lucky's mean, I'm not that too. old, Barbie. What I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not judging. Like, I still have friends of mine that are like, we're in bed at 8 going to sit down and have a little supper. <laughs> Listen, have a mimosa. <laughs> or three. Fuck it up at 12.30 in the afternoon. Absolutely. Just go all night. Yeah. Be in bed by 8 o'clock. Yes. That is a good Sunday. 
<laughs> That's how I want every drunk experience to be. <laughs> just drink all day, and then you're like, oh, look at the time. Gotta go, guys. Nighty-night. And you wake up the next morning, you're like, man, I didn't stay out till two. Yeah. I'm refreshed. <laughs> Those mimosas popped. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so that's how, because Megan, uh, this is the first time these two are meeting, mm-hmm. uh, but that's how. It's fine. We're already friends. Yeah. yeah. We it's all good. Absolutely. met through the show, <laughs> and uh, she said she would like to go on the show, so we met for coffee yeah. and talked for a few coffee. hours for coffee. Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and got to know each other, which yeah. is cool, because again, that's what the show is about, is just connecting humans and Talking about our shit. Talking about the shit that you typically maybe wouldn't talk about with your friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we sit down and we have a really cool open conversation. So, um, yeah, tell the audience about yourself, Barbie. Oh, God. Well, where do I even start? Where are you from originally? Uh, well, can't really say originally. I mean, I was born in, like, Waterloo. Okay. Um, but we moved around a lot. So I think, and I always say, I, always, I think I have it mixed up. So I either moved 13 times and went to 11 schools or we moved 11 times. And I went to 13 schools, but I'm pretty sure. Damn. Um, it was a lot. So I Either don't, way, that's a lot. Yeah. And you would think I was like an army brat or something, but um, yeah, no. No. We, we just moved so much. My mom, I mean, my mom, this is, this is her fifth marriage. Mm. So like a lot of it was very spouse motivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to be nice. <laughs> Spouse motivated. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So she I think. Chased love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that was. I can't really judge it, but even if I don't agree, if if I didn't yeah. agree with that, but, uh, you know, we I ended up graduating high school in Nevis, Minnesota. Mm, so nice. it's like three and a half, four. Five-ish hours south of Canada. Okay. Wow! So it was all the way up, there. way up there in the north. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the longest I stayed at a school was like two years. Wow! Before we moved again, so it was just the way of my. I mean, I part of me kind of liked it just because I could, you know, that was my fresh start yeah. every time. Yeah. But then after so long, it just got redundant because there'd be some schools where I really loved, and then we'd move again, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel mm-hmm. that. these I people are awful. Yeah. Like, there were some towns that I just, I absolutely loved, and I was like, man, I hope we stay here. And then we didn't, and I'm just like, uh. And then we get to another school, and, like, I'm just like, Mom, these people are awful. <laughs> Aww, I like, like this one. This is, oh, it was so bad. And it's, some of the small, it, it was a lot of that smaller town mentality was was pretty, I think I only had, like, two or three that were, you know, our graduating classes would have been, like, 40, 50 maybe. Oh, wow. Or less. yeah. And it was great, but then some of them were like, if you didn't have a certain last name, then you just d- don't even try. Small towns are very much <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was like wow. sports everything. Like, if you didn't have this name, you weren't going to go anywhere. You didn't have the members-only jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, yeah, a lot of it was so weird. I mean, the school I graduated from, honestly, it was, it was, it was pretty mixed. Like... From the, you know, shitty people to, like, not shitty people. Like, I definitely learned that uh, quality over quantity perspective really quick. Four quarters over 100 pennies, as my grandma used to say. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? I've never heard that. I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. Oh, gotcha. Quality. Fewer with quality. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that saying thanks, Grandma. Well, and then and then we had then I had my ten year reunion, and that was that was interesting. Like I had two or three people go, 
I'm so sorry for the way that I treated you in high Aww. school. And I'm like, I mean, we're all adults now. Like, we're right. all grown up. We all, you know, it is what it is. Like, I appreciate it. Yeah, but like, the acknowledgement is The acknowledgement's great. Nice. It's not going to change it. Sure. And then, then, then we have other people who are just, like, acting just like they'd never left. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Your water's yeah. still poisoned. Awesome. Yeah. So you moved around. You graduated high school. Yep. Uh, joined the military when I was uh, 17. What branch? Uh, Army. Okay. So my mom had to sign to, uh, you know, get me in and then uh, went to basic training and then came back, finished my senior year of high school and uh, went to AIT and came back from that. And we had moved from Minnesota back to like Waterloo, okay. just outside Washburn, I think it was. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot, a lot of, a lot of crap because then at that point I didn't, you know, I didn't have any school and this was still like 08, 09 2010, you know, where we were still kind of in the thick of stuff. So mm-hmm. companies, whether or not they were legally going to say anything, they were just like, oh, cool. You want to be a cashier? We'll call you. And then never did. Like, I couldn't get a job to save my life. Wow. And nothing. Nothing. Because yeah. you were in the military? Mm-hmm. The mo- which that was the thing they were telling us, you know, when we joined. They're like, oh, if if you put on your application for any type of job that you're in the military, like that's automatically they're gonna, they're going to know that you know you're disciplined and you're right. you're going to have work ethic and all that stuff. And I was like, cool. And then you know we were still over Afghanistan, Iraq, and everybody was going. Yeah, like it didn't matter. And mm-hmm. people and they were just like, cool. So at that point, I was my mom was getting a divorce from her fourth husband at that point, and I was getting ready to just volunteer to go with a different um company yeah Mm -hmm. and then I got hit up on Facebook by my kid's dad (laughs) and he's like you're beautiful and I was like dumb young and almost full of oh yeah oh yeah I was like cool he goes I live in Ohio you should come visit me like we talked we we talked online so he just like yeah I totally random yeah so I I actually he was like I'm gonna I need you to like you should come visit and I was like well here's the thing my life is shit right now my parents are getting divorced like I'm paying their bills because nobody's home like Mm -hmm. it was a lot and I was like uh so here's the thing if I come visit you I'm bringing half my shit now Wow. I'm moving in and then I'll bring my, you know, the other half of my stuff when all my other, you know, affairs are in order after I come visit you. Like, How long had you guys been conversing? Like almost two months. Yeah. <sighs> it, I, stupid, dumb. Can I, yeah, really but, dumb. Goes but, balls but not, deep but from dumb, the jump. Can I say though, from the little bit that you've told me about your mother and how you grew up, that was completely normal for you. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. True. You know what I mean? Like, God, you, smack me in the face. Sorry. Oh. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So not dumb on you. No, right? like, at, at, that, that that's was the normal. Knew. Like, yeah. for you, you were like, oh, sweet. I think I like this guy. Let's go for it. Right. Yeah. We're going to move it, in. You had seen it done 13 right. or 11 times. Plus, <laughs> if, if you were in a shitty situation... And this seemed to be a good situation. Why wouldn't right. you just Com- comparatively? I was yeah. like, oh, I gotta Why get out of this. Just jump I, in, yeah, yeah. yeah so and that well, on you, girl. No, no right. I mean, I got like I came to visit him. We banged it out, and then I was like, cool, <laughs> cool. I was like, let's let's move in together. And so literally, that's what we like. I moved my half my shit there. Um, 
came back because I had some money that I was waiting on from Uncle Sam and then a whole bunch of other things. And my mom's like, then she moved a new guy in. Wow. <laughs> so, no, it was, uh, long story short, they got a divorce. The guy wasn't, he was an alcoholic. My mom would say that she's doing things or whatever, and then, like, it take absurd amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we just, I mean, put two and two together. Sure. So, I mean, she was done with, she was done with her husband very clearly, but then all of a sudden, I told her, like, right after it happened, I said, listen, if uh, you bring another dude in this house, like, before this divorce is over, mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you in the face and I'll never, like, I won't ever talk to you again because wow. that's not cool. Yeah. And whatever, she would just come home, get clothes, take a shower, do whatever she needed so to do. and then was up. Oh, I, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 When you say you're going to go get <laughs> proactive, like from, you know, like the proactive vending machines at the mall. <laughs> And she That's said, a good "Well, one. She, I'm gonna have to use that sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go get proactive at Lindell tonight." She's like, "I gotta go get specific and <laughs> random." No, I'm not kidding. She would say that she's gonna go get the freaking face wash or whatever she ran the out of. But she had to go to Cedar Falls. Take my dollar bill. And go to Cedar Falls. She had to go to Cedar oh, Falls, wow. and I because because uh, Waterloo didn't have one. Bullshit! It fucking did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. And that proactive machine was better. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Because it was Cedar Falls and it wasn't the Lou. I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, it is what it is. So she moved on, but you were getting ready to go back or go to Ohio. I I was just like, fuck this place. I'm out of here. Mm. So yeah, I moved there. And I think probably within that year, year and next year and a half, like, God. So we ended up getting married. Okay. How Uh, long after when you moved in? Um, 2010. Yeah, because then we got married. We got married in um, August of 2011. Okay, so you moved in in what year? 2010. Okay. Yeah. And you got married? 2011. Okay, so what Was year? he in the service as well? Um, he was. Like, he joined, and then he went to basic and came back didn't and then finish. didn't finish anything okay. and went AWOL, and it was a whole thing, yeah. Oh. Um, Before he knew you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was... Uh, <clears throat> All the red flags were there in the beginning, but, mm. you know, my dumb ass was like, oh, it'll be fine. Sure. He was an alcoholic, mm. pro- probably undiagnosed bipolar, yeah. all sorts of other things, but... Again, things you were used to. Yep. Give yourself right. grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So you move in, you guys get married within the year. I find out I'm pregnant in, I think it was March? I don't know, whatever the math is, because she was born in November. Um and in all of that time, like, he was still drinking heavily. Like, I mean, first first sign of bad news should have been the first night I was there. He went through two 12-packs of beer. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it wasn't like—and this sounds so bad. I, I When I tell people this, I'm like, it's not—like, it sounds like an excuse. But, like, he was not a angry drunk or any—like, he literally yeah. would just drink to drink. Mm-hmm. And then go to sleep and then wake up and drink more. Like, Well, and on your first thing, wow. I mean, I would maybe give the benefit of the doubt of maybe. Oh, nerves. I totally did. I was just yeah. like. Celebrating. Yeah. Whatever. Like, like, and yeah. I didn't, yeah. I mean, at that point I wasn't legal, but I didn't really drink that much to begin with anyway. Yeah. So I was just like, cool, you do, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it progressively got worse. So you get pregnant with your first child. And then I got pregnant. Had her. Um. We were living in Ohio. Well, we were living in. Sorry, I'm gonna burp, and it's just I'm waiting. For, it's like right here. No, Let but it it's like I don't want to push it. 
Come on, pot stickers. <laughs> no, no, because if I do push Barbie, it, in, the Barbie, pot stickers are going to be on the floor. <laughs> we're, we're just going to let it come out naturally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So we were living in Columbus. Um, he worked for uh, Discount Tire, and then he kept getting promoted. So we moved. We moved quite a bit, and then we ended up moving to Dayton, and then from Dayton, we ended up moving down to Texas. And then from from Texas, we moved back to Iowa, and we kind of started over there. And then we had that big snowstorm in 2014, you know, the one where, like, people's cars, you couldn't even start your car, whether it had a new battery or not. It was just mm-hmm. so goddamn cold. Yeah. Um, so we got bored. And, you know, we do what lovers do in snowstorms, and we made another baby. <laughs> so baby number two. <laughs> so baby number two. Yep, she was born in October. And you were living in Iowa at this yes. time? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then... What we were living there, for, we lived there till I want to say it was the following, it was the beginning of the year in 2015. And then we moved back to Ohio. His grandma was like really not doing well. And he was like, We, I feel like I don't know how much time we're going to have with her. Yeah. So we moved back there, got everything situated there. I started nursing school. Um, we were doing that. There was a point. Where I got, I think I had like one term left because this was an advanced program. So I got my LPN in a year. So it was like f- three or four, 10 week, whatever. That's and when I did college too, the yeah. accelerator program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it only cost me. Girl, fuck. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> God, sorry. I'm surprised my arms and legs are still here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Missing one of those kidneys though, huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> So I had my daughter, I was doing nursing school. We got to the, like, right at the, it was my last term. And at, after every term, like, me and my friends would all go out and get a drink. Like, again, I don't drink. I, I've never been a drinker. Mm-hmm. Like, so this was my one little thing, whatever. And he was very jealous and possessive and was just, oh, well, if you you go out and have this this time with your friends, like, you're probably fucking somebody or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. rational thing he could come up with. And I'm like, dude, whatever. So I'd go and I came back and I think it was either that night or the next day. He was just like, you need to quit nursing school. Like, wow. And I looked at him and it was probably the first time I ever stood up for myself when it came to him. Cause I just, I was, I would rather have not had the argument and just leave it where it was. Right. Than have it because yeah. it was easier. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him, I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. I have one term left. I'm not quitting. Yeah, good Cause for this, you. Because this isn't, this isn't about, you know, whatever bullshit you have going on in your mind. Like, this is about me and, like, our future as a family. Like, I'm not just doing this to do it. Like, this has a purpose. Yeah. And I just, I took my ring off and I left it on the stove. And I said, I'm, like, because I was starting the new term. And he was like... I just said, well, if that's not what you want, then cool. I'm I'm ready for a divorce, like, because I'm not doing it, and wow. you're not going to tell me I'm going to quit this because this is, this is bigger than all of us a right term now. Before you go, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I like it took him two days, and he finally like came down from whatever and just said that he was sorry and all this stuff. Because in that meantime, too, he was trying to get us to move to Florida, and I think like I look back at it now too. I think that was part of the bipolar, like when he was in that like semi-depressive like mania like limbo Mm -hmm. he's just like okay I know something's coming and like if we move or we we do something new then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back into that depressive state Mm. so 
I and it it literally all made sense because the moment we would brush on that, then we move again, or something else would happen, and then he'd be all happy again. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I end up finishing nursing school, and what I think it was March, April. I don't know. My grandmother passed away, um, so I. And I had already, like, passed my exams, everything mm-hmm. that I needed to do. And I ended up going to – well, I'm going to back up because now i got to think about this other thing. Oh, yeah, he also said I couldn't get a job, the job that I picked. Like, I had, I had like, two home health jobs before that. And then, couldn't as in you weren't capable or he wouldn't oh, allow as it? Oh, in, as in because we didn't have a, a adequate child care. Okay. When he was working third shift and I was like, okay, well, I found childcare. Right. And you're not, you know, he was at a point where he wasn't fully like working all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, on those days you can take them. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I just, I said, fuck it. And I straight up went to work <laughs> at this new job. I, I was just like, I was coming into myself a little bit because I had been at that point where it was just, dependent on mm-hmm. him and then at some point I just said fuck this like your balls were dropping oh god I had to grow some big fucking balls with yeah. him because it I think I was just so afraid of like what like everything that I did at after some point just turned into be like I'm doing this despite you mm. like and the way that you're behaving yeah <clears throat> when you're sticking to your guns on what you wanted which was to finish yeah. school and get a job well, because I knew, I was like, well, this is what I really want to do. Like, eventually I want to go back to school. But, like, right now, it's something that's going to put, you know, put me on the map as far as, like, our family union. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was also providing and not just, you know, because I, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, there would be times where I would be at home or I'd be working some whatever shit job. And I'm just like, I don't feel like, whether it was, the, you know, a small amount of, contribution to you know what I was making nursing Mm -hmm. like I didn't feel like it was enough yeah ever yeah and he he never gave me that um what's the word I'm looking for validation yes he was never like no you are like yeah whether it's we're a team yeah it's it was never that mentality it was so anytime I wanted something or like a haircut Mm -hmm. well that's (laughs) that's my money Yep. Bullshit. Uh-huh. Like I maybe I maybe got my hair cut like mm-hmm. once a year. Mm-hmm. I never did anything for myself. Yeah. Ever. It was always like I always put the kids first because he had to have his beer. He had to have his tobacco mm-hmm. dip. Mm-hmm. And then after that, whatever was left over is what it was. Yeah. So then I would work, like, I would try to go do favors for his grandparents to, like, earn money because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we needed money and he didn't have it, then he'd go to them and just be like, well, we're family, so you can just give it to me. Oh, wow. And I, and they did every time. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I, I felt bad because I'm like, I'm, I don't like that yeah. at all. You're not looking for handouts no. for your kids. No. Yeah. So, I mean, now, you know, the kids are in daycare. <laughs> I'm working Oh God, I think it's fucking it's burnt. almost here. Do you want me to pat your back like yeah. a baby? Can you burn me? Put your arms up. <laughs> Lay across us on the couch. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, no. So, so I started. I started that you. job like, and it was. It's. Oh God, it was honestly, it was the best job I've ever had in my life. Like it was oh, a. Wow. Pre, it was 
a private clinic. Um, the doctors were amazing. Like when I first started, it it was very scary because it was like so new, and it was like the, it was very fast paced. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of ha- and they were just like, "Here you go, figure it out." And I mean, I'm grateful for that, even though like you know some person off the street would have been like, what the fuck? Right. I was just like, no, I'm glad I learned that way. Like, mm-hmm. I am I was already in that mental state to, like, just do what I needed to get done. So yeah. that pushed me to, like, do a lot of things. And then our we ended up right when I came on, within a couple months, like, we lost a, or a few nurses moved on, and then we ended up hiring new ones. So, like, I went from the person that was being trained to the person who was training mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time, which was great. Like, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and then and then in that in that time span, my grandmother passed away. So I went back to uh, Iowa and dealt with that. Came back and then found out I was pregnant and had a miscarriage. Literally the next, like I literally found out on Sunday and then woke up Monday morning and oh. was already miscarrying. Oh, I'm sorry. So it was like I I think it di- it didn't really sink in until about two weeks later, and I was like, oh my god, like that was a baby that I. Like, at one point, that was forming a child I would have had. Yeah. And then— um, And did you want more kids, or were you hesitant to have more kids with him? No, because—and that's the thing. Like, yes, there was bad stuff, but, like, I did not not love him. Like, sure. I was disgustingly in love with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, we we did—you um, know, you take away the alcoholism and that, that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. We did make a great team. It was never, like, if we would fight, we'd get over it. It'd be whatever. I wish that there would have been more validation. I wish there had been more courage and more, like, teammate aspects of that. But, Mm -hmm. like, in that moment and in that situation, it's not the worst I could you know, worse it could have been. Sure. When I think that you can love somebody as a human, but maybe not as a partner. Like, there's a difference. I'm looking back at it now, and I, I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, and I can't even say that I wish it wouldn't have been him because then I wouldn't have my kids. Correct. So, but I wish things w- would have definitely been different. Yeah. So, you know, we, I think about a month after that, then we found out I was pregnant with my son. Oh, wow. And. Your third. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so then he, he hurt his neck at work, ended up having to get. Um, spinal fusion of some sort, whatever. And then that was kind of in there with my grandmother passing away and then me, you know, kind of having to step up at work and all this other stuff. Um, So then we got to about June. So it was June 23rd, actually. Um, I had just got through all of our training for the new weekend nurse. So that was going to be my first weekend off. Mm -hmm. One of my physicians did photography as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And I had asked him, hey, you know, we don't have any family pictures with my second one. Like, would would you possibly be free? Um, Because I worked with him a lot. And he was like, oh, my God, yeah, that'd be so great. Like, let's plan Sunday, um, you know, at this time, da, 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 and this is where we'll go. And he goes, oh, I'm so excited to take pictures of you and your family. I'm like, awesome. So it was the first weekend I was going to have off in months. Mm-hmm. And Friday night, I'd that was it was a Friday night. I'd come home from work, and normally on my way home, I'd call and call, like I'd call him and we'd talk on the way home because it was like the 270 belt 
in not that anybody's going to know what this is, but <laughs> um, it's fucking traffic and it was awful. Yeah. Um, so I call and he doesn't pick up. So I waited a few minutes. I called again, didn't pick up. And I probably called close to like eight times and he still wouldn't pick up. And I was like, oh my, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm just like, seriously, dude. So I get there. Are you feeling concerned? Are you feeling no, angry, irritated? I'm yeah. irritated because I'm like, he never doesn't, you know, he's never not picking up the phone for me. So I'm right. like, okay, well, you know, what is this idiot doing? Right. And I get I get home and I open the door and like I couldn't open it all the way. We had one of those like chain latches on mm-hmm. there. And he's like on the couch, just like this, just laying there drinking. And I'm like, Kyle, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, sorry. Dude. He gets up and undoes the thing. We have... Uh, two sets of stairs and gates and little kids and a dog. So then I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, can you open the door? So he gets up and he opens the door and we have two gates and little kids running around, two sets of stairs and a dog. And I'm like, okay, well, the one thing I asked you to do because you are watching our kids is I mean, watching, being a parent, whatever, you can wait to drink until I get home. Like, yeah. I don't care that you do it. You right. Like, I can't stop you. Right. But do me— Dad call. Do me the decency and, like, wait till I get home. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, you know, I do the nightly stuff when I get home, give them baths, whatever, get them in bed. And at that same night, too, we were trying to get my second one off the binky. So that's that, mm, <laughs> super fun. Yeah. Super fun for all you mom and dads. Yeah. Out there. So we're sitting there watching a movie, hanging out, whatever. She's just screaming her head off. And I looked at him and I'm like, I get like I give up. I'm gonna go try to soothe her, see if we can't, you know, this is gonna be a battle for a couple days, especially because we did it with our first one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yeah, cool. Well, I think I'm gonna go on a walk. And I'm like, all right, cool, love you. Like I after I get her down, I think I'm just gonna go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I went up there for a little bit, and I come back down. He's doing something in the kitchen, and I'm like, "Just hand me the fucking binky." Like I give up. <laughs> I'm like, "I'm gonna." I'm I gonna, surrender. Yeah. I'm like, this, "We got all weekend," and uh, so I didn't realize what he was doing in there. But at that that point, he was writing his note. Writing what note? His suicide note. So. Mm. I had gone up back upstairs, got her to calm down, and I went and laid in bed, and I was just kind of dinking around on Facebook to wind down. And then I heard a noise, and it was distant, but it didn't register to me what it was. So, But just something, I don't know what it was. Something in my subconscious was like, dude, you need to go downstairs. Like, go downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I got up, and I went down, and the dog's kennel was in the kitchen, and when he said he was going for a walk, I figured he was taking the dog. So I was wondering why the dog was still there. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and I didn't see anything. So I was, just went out front and opened the door, saw nothing. And as I was walking back, I see the kitchen and I see his wallet, his um, wedding ring, his necklace, his watch, and then this big, long, drawn-out note on the back of a pizza receipt. And I read the first line in the le- like skipped all the way to the last line and I knew mm-hmm. right then and there and I'm like oh shit so I walk out I went out front again didn't see anything looked out back and I was like you know what he said he was going for a walk I figured he was taking the dog and normally what he does is like the back part of our condo had 
our deck, a grassed area, and then the woods. Mm -hmm. And then we would go up through the woods because behind that is a paved, like the paved path for the, uh, there was a golf course. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe he went up there. So I grabbed my shoes, walked up through the woods, and I looked to my right. I didn't see anything, looked to my left, and he was laying there. So the noise that I heard was him shooting himself in the head. Wow. Um, He was still breathing, but I, I, like, yeah. It's crazy because I look back at it and I'm like, if it wasn't him, maybe I would have, like, gone up to him. But I couldn't physically get myself to – I got to a certain point and I just, like, couldn't – I couldn't go any further. And I had my phone and the only thing I knew was to just get my phone and start calling. So I called 911. I was trying to explain to them where I was at because it was, like, an S curve and the end of the curve, you have to go into our apartment complex. I was like, we're not in the apartment complex. Like – She's like, what's your address? And I'm like, this is our address, but we're, that's not where we're at. Like, right. I know where the fire department so is. It's stressful. right there. I'm like, there. it's just tell them to come on. I knew the green was right there by the road. I'm like, we're by the, like, come by the road and then just walk, keep walking and I'll, I'll scream. I'll do whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like talking to her and then I'm throwing up because I'm oh, like freaking God. out. And I see, I see, start seeing lights and the, they're, the cops are running and they have, you know, EMTs are there and they're like, where is he? Don't touch anything. And I was like, well, I didn't get close enough. Like, I can't. And one of the cops came and I'm like walking and I start tripping over myself because I'm like shaking so bad. And he like picks me up and he's like, let's get you back to my car. And I was like, they have to, you know, they have to do something. Why would he do this? I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he gets me to his car and he's like, I'm going to drive you back or I'm going to drive you around to your apartment. And I'm like, okay. So he drives me around I get up there and I was like, can I just, can I go check on my kids? He goes, before you do that, is, did he leave anything? Is there anything that we should be concerned about? I said, it's all in the kitchen. He goes, well, I have to stand right here because it's, it is evidence. Yeah. But you can check on your kids. And I was like, I'm not going to touch it. I just want to make sure they didn't hear anything. Because I would, I could have cared two shits about myself at that point. I was just like, oh my God, if my kids heard. Yeah. And I went upstairs and they were sound asleep. So I came back downstairs and I mean, I, it felt like an hour, but I have, like, looking back at it, I think it had to be, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes that I was just sitting in the, in my living room on the couch. And then I called, I think I called his grandfather first, and then I called his mom. And the cop's like, you don't have to do that right now. Like, this is not what you need to be doing. And they hadn't even pronounced him yet. And I just looked at him and I said, this is all I can do. Yeah. Because I have no control over this situation right now. Mm-hmm. And then I called his mom, told her she's bawling, freaking out. They hang up. And then literally the next minute, I hear them pronounce him on the radio. And the cop tries to turn it down really quick. And I'm just like, oh, they, did God. they just pronounce? And he goes, he just looked at me and then looked down and didn't say yes or no. Just And I'm like, okay. So I, he's gone. Wow. So his mom calls me back and she's like, you're, you're messing with me. Like, did I'm like, I wish I was. I'm like, yeah. but they just, he's dead. Like, he's gone. And then I then I know within the next hour, I've got his grandfather at my house. Mm-hmm. I've got the coroner there. I've got homicide there. I've got his aunt and uncle, his cousins, like his other aunt and uncle. And then this guy that was... Uh, um like a father figure for him growing up. I'm one of his mom's old boyfriends. And they all went up to see him. They asked me if I wanted to. And I was like, no. I'm like, I I just want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
And then we're all sitting there in the living room. Homicide's trying to talk to me. And his grandfather's sitting here and his uncle's over there. And his uncle's just like, you can cry. It's okay to cry. And I looked at him and I screamed and I was like, no, I fucking can't. Yeah. I was like, the, the, the faster that we get these questions out of the way and we're done with this, the faster you can take me to your house and get me the fuck out of here because I don't want to, I, I can't. Were you like crawling out of your skin? Oh my like God, yeah. Be, yeah. And like I'm not, I, I can be an emotional person, but usually like I'm just not unless I'm like pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I was just like, I couldn't cry because it was, a, it, even that's the mentality I grew up with. It was just very business. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, they're asking me everything I that they need to ask, like whatever. So... They were, I mean, they were done within maybe 10 minutes and took everything they needed to take. And she gave me her card, all that stuff. And then they drove me back to his his uncle's house and I didn't sleep. With the kids? Well, so my aunt or his aunt ended up taking the kids like in all of this mess. So I'm like going upstairs, going downstairs, getting clothes, like trying to pack these kids when I'm like yep. completely— Mom, can't stop, no, right? No, like at, at no point. She was like, I got it, I got it. And I, I just looked at her. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, just let me— Have control of yeah. something the, right Yeah, because there's nothing that— there was absolutely nothing I could have done. Mm-hmm. And— Were the kids— <sighs> how old? God, there we go. So, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. so my, my oldest was uh, three and my youngest was two. Oh, God. So they, I mean, they, you know— So it's— they had just gone to sleep. Like you're yeah. waking them up maybe an hour maybe or so an hour, after maybe they had two. gone to sleep. So they're Something just like kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm just like, we're going to go have a sleepover. Oh, like, I, you know, what do you tell? And they had, they didn't, I mean, even, I want to say it was maybe two years ago when I was finally like fully asked what was, what happened. So that was another fun discussion. But yeah, I didn't sleep that night. The next day, we came back to the apartment, and I had told our best friends, and he called me back, and he's like, like, this really happened. I'm like, yeah. They're like, we will be there in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm so incredibly grateful for them because they, I mean, they came the next day. They were there with me through all the stuff. Like, I had to talk to the... uh like the Ohio, you know, the donor, whatever it was, Ohio right. Lifeline thing. I had to talk to, because I didn't know, like, we weren't, I was not prepared for that at all. Yeah. And he was still, like, he was on, I want to say, I guess it would have been workman's comp or whatever on leave from work. Mm-hmm. But we were still getting insurance, all that stuff. Like, I had to call his job. Yeah, and like care of all the, yeah. Yeah. We- when my father passed away, I experienced the brunt of, and that. thank you for like bringing that part up because that's not something that no. people talk about mm-hmm. is the chaos that happens around you when you do lose a loved one and mm-hmm. you almost do just need to power through and you have to get through that stuff because unfortunately you can't sit and mourn until... no. Like yeah. there's so like I had times, so but much, it's like, like you said, who do you stuff. tell? Who do you call? You got to sign this, and yeah. you got to talk to yeah. this person, and you got to mm-hmm. plan this, and you have to do all of these things when your whole world is crashing down around you. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that, to deal with, and you had children, their response, and I was to, pregnant, and you oh, were pregnant God. with your third. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, and he, I mean, obviously, he knew about it and everything. You're so it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. I, fe- I literally felt like I was, like, trudging through, like, the biggest 
you know, deepest thing of mud with my shoelaces tied together and like 100 pounds on my back with like, you know, the mud up to my nose. Yeah. And I remember like, I, I mean, I cried a couple times. His mom flew in literally the next day. Like, that's, I got, you know, dealt with all that. And, uh, you know, she and I cried a couple times together. Then we did the memorial because when, oh, my God, funerals are so expensive too. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's ridiculous. I was like, the only thing that he ever told me was he wanted to be cremated. Mm-hmm. That's it. So... I was and like, even to sit down and go through all the details of I found the funeral home is like it's training. Well, they had him. They had him at the coroner's office for like I think three days, and so I didn't even get him back in time for the memorial. I got him. I literally got him the next day mm-hmm. after the memorial. But like I had to go. I didn't. We weren't part of a church. We weren't part of anything. So we used his family's. You know, church, I found this place to do it, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, quick and dirty. I'm like, well, just get it done. And then his, like, step-grandma paid for the cremation because, I mean, I had nothing. Yeah. Zero. Like, I was living paycheck. Oh, yeah. We were living paycheck to, not even paycheck to paycheck at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, so all of that, you know, we got to the memorial. It was the first time I just, like, lost it like his uncle had to carry me back down after it was all over you released I did and his great I remember his great grandma was like oh my god I'm so happy that you finally cried because we were worried and we actually I actually just talked to his mom about this not that long ago because you know about two weeks after this happened his family kind of just started trickling you know dwindling away yeah like the away com- from you and the just kids. the communication because yeah. I mean I needed a lot of help and I was I was like well I, who who better to ask than family yeah. right and it turned into yes we can no we can this one time but we can't this time no we can't and then zero response like financial help or help no with like the kids just just with the like kids like I was figuring or- it out at, we we got very lucky that he did work union because he did have one life insurance policy that did not have a suicide clause in it. So we did end up getting that, and I had no idea about, you know, the Social Security part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So I was making more from social from his death benefits than I was at my actual job, which, I, you know, at that point I was like, I, I tried to go back a week after. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and your kids are little. I mean, yeah. regardless, they would have had to be in daycare then. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, and and I, I think a friend of mine was watching them that day, and I said I was going to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I made it through that entire day, and then the on the way home, I just bawled, and I called my boss, and I was like, I need another week, and they were just like, that's totally fine. Yeah. Because they, I mean, obviously, I had to call my boss and be like, I'm not going to be into work. This is what's going on. She's like, are you, I was like, can you please tell this other physician that we're not going to make family pictures? Right. Like, oh it was so many things. I don't know how I computed yeah. to, like, yeah. get them done, but it just happened. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, I, again, when I say that that was the best job, they paid my salary plus for an entire week. And I remember coming in to one of the physicians who was, like, one of the main, like, owners. Mm -hmm. And he's not a very, like, touchy-feely whatever person. And he saw me, and the first thing he did was give me a hug. Yeah. And he's like, we got you. I'm like, you're—I was never, ever going to find— 
an employer like that. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the two week, two, three weeks after that, I stopped hearing from his family. And I told his mom about that. And she was like, well, I didn't really know about that. And I'm like, yeah, no, you didn't. And, you know, I kind of felt like maybe they had some animosity towards me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they thought that they blamed you? Or? I'm not 100% sure because, I mean, I think part of it was because they weren't there. But they had expressed to some of the family that they thought because I didn't cry. That you might have had that something I, to do with it. I don't know. I don't know if that was it or if, like, maybe they just thought I was cold and heartless. I don't know. And I had to—I literally explained to his mom. I was like, well, you like, you guys didn't grow—like, you guys grew up with your emotions on your sleeve. Right. I couldn't do that growing up. That's not right. how I grew up. Everybody grieves different. Right. You have to give people yeah. their space to grieve however and, they are going to grieve. And yeah. she was just like, well, they just think you didn't cry. And I was like, well, you stayed with me that entire week. How many times did I cry? And she's like, every night. I'm like, okay, then. I'm like, I just don't like to cry in front of people. You That's, shouldn't have to justify that. Yeah. I'm like, this is so yeah. stupid. And I'm like— well, and then the the guy that was there the night he did it, that I guess um, was his father figure at whatever point, posted something like a couple years later on Facebook about, you know, how much he missed his, you know, kindest son or some, I don't know how he worded it. And then he said something about like, people know the truth and somebody should be, somebody should be held accountable. And I was like, I call her what? and I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I was like, because, uh. No, I didn't have any gun in my hand. Like, right. I wasn't even there. Yeah. And if he had told me that night that he was going to do it, I wouldn't have— I, First off, I wouldn't have believed him. You had yeah. no inkling that No, he well, looking, at, looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, shit, there's probably a lot. Like, we looked at a picture of him at Father's Day, mm-hmm. which was, like, I think the week before. And he, was, he, like, went out and bought his grandfather a watch that, like— an expensive watch. Mm-hmm. He was he bought me an expensive watch. He was like buying people stuff. And I look at this picture of him on Father's Day and he was holding our daughter and it wasn't like a direct, like he wasn't looking at us, but you could see the side profile and it's just so eerie because in that picture, I'm like, you can see it. You can mm-hmm. see something's wrong. Yeah. But like I would have never seen that on the day-to-day because I'm so busy doing stuff for the kids, right. work, everything else. So I'm like, even even if he would have said it to me, I probably would have been like, dude, just. Yeah. And that's so, like, I feel bad saying that. Like, suck it up. But, like, we, you I wouldn't. But we actually talked about that in one of our yeah. episodes of spouses using that, like. As leverage or threat yeah. or. Threatening. That's what I was trying to go for. Is yeah. Spouses threatening with suicide. And that's really scary because. You don't know whether mm-hmm. to take that serious or to take that as, especially if they're an addict or an alcoholic. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's know. where I would have been coming from if he would have said yeah. it. Like, and that's fair, Barbie. Like, like, that's fair. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, nobody imagines that that no that, that was your worst nightmare is going to actually I, happen. I right. I don't. You know, I pride myself on not disliking or you know hating people, but. I would never like this is something I would never wish on my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. If if I had one, <laughs> like yeah. this is just not something like the the feeling 
And I, I wish I could describe it, but I just can't. And I don't think anybody, I, I, don't, I wouldn't ever, ever try to have anybody try to. If, but that, that feeling that night of literally like it felt like every vein, every artery, every organ in my body was just pulsating. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't like, and I didn't know I had that bad of anxiety until it happened. Mm-hmm. So then now, you know, going through, I mean, it's been, so this is 2017, it's been almost six years. And I never knew I had anxiety or I did. And I was just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm, you know, I met somebody and I'm with somebody who validates me and like takes over so much that I now I'm not so consumed with all the, with all that, you know, other stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, mm. I'm feeling feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. I feel something. <laughs> like, what, what is, is this? That? All of a sudden, I'm like hyperventilating, or my body just feels like it's shaking, but I'm not shaking. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, ugh, it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So you started having. Feeling feelings, you said. So, so you, much. You started to feel. Like yeah. you, you obviously kind of came out of the dark a little bit. Like, a little do bit. Do you think that you were kind of at that point? I think it was just a lot. Like, you know, I was so focused on making sure that everything was done. Yeah. That like now, like that chaos of managing my family and my job and an addict, that just that chaos kind of released and then I didn't have that aspect in it anymore. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This mm-hmm. is, is this you what, weren't in fight or flight mode no, anymore. No, I was like, is this what life is like? What is this? <laughs> yeah, All right. <laughs> well, and I want to, I do want to talk about that more. So we decided a minute ago, this is going to be a two-parter, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are going to wrap it up tonight. And uh, I want to thank you. Like, thank you, thank you for coming here tonight and telling your story because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really profound. And I hope that you give yourself a pat on the back for for sure where you were, where you've come, what you're doing. Um, and it's, it's helping me, let me tell you. Yeah, good. And I, hopefully this helps other people too. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. that Megan has um, a story as well about mm-hmm. her boyfriend um that passed away so i know a lot of the things that you're saying tonight resonate with her mm-hmm. um and probably a lot of listeners but uh yeah we're gonna bring you back and we're gonna talk about you coming out of the dark of all of that we'll say mm-hmm. um so thank you all and we appreciate you and have a wonderful night all straight from the soul gotta stick to my goal always 